Take a walk down memory lane with Cool 97 FM in Remembering the Legends. Here's a special tribute to an icon of entertainment. September 11 is the date that changed the world as we know it forever, and it was dubbed 9-11. Locally, 9-11 has taken on a new meaning as it is the day that we lost a true musical icon, Frederick Nathaniel Hibbert, Toots. People say, I'm great. I don't think that I'm great, but they call me great. <laughs> Toots Hibbert, frontman of the legendary reggae band Toots and the Matos, died at the age of 77 on September 11, 2020. The first winner of Jamaica's festival song competition with the Bam Bam in 1965. So this festival thing is very was a very important thing, even now, but See, it, it's not so great important now because people don't know the way to approach it, you know. And a lot of, a lot of artists like Bob Marley and the Wailers, uh, Jesse Wailers, Kansakers, a lot of different artists, they did enter um, with me in, the, in those days when I sing a um, festival like um, Bam Bam. But I came out as a number one because my song was short and makes sense, more sense. Yeah, so most of the songs today, they're too long, general, and don't make a lot of sense. He would go on to win it two more times. He entered again and won with Sweet and Dandy. And then the Matas entered again and won with Pumps and Pride. And then after that, he said, oh Lord, let's give somebody else a chance. Jesse Jackson, former member of the Matos band. has been described as one of Jamaica's most influential musicians. He's been credited with music popular in the 1960s with songs like Pressure Drop, Monkey Man, and Funky Kingston. I found some words in a British encyclopedia that, that sum him up that I'd like to share with you. No artist ever painted a broader and truer canvas of daily life in Jamaica than Toots the full-blooded celebrations of sweet and dandy, the screaming cry against injustice in 54-46, the harsh strains of ghetto life and pressure drop, the sheer exuberance of first love in It's You, the happy companionship of Never You Change, the ever-present threat of violence described in Bam Bam. That's Toots. Roger Stephens, Reggae Historian. Toots was born in Maypen, Clarendon, December 8, 1942. I grew up in Clarendon, Maypen, uh, in Light District, and uh, it's five miles from my home to school. Every morning I walk five miles from my home to school. I grew up knowing that my father had 14 children, but I'm the last one. Yeah. And when there's Christmas time, I remember that he always killed two cows, or uh, uh, two pigs, um, and give it to neighbors who don't have anything. So I grew up loving people, 
I go to school, I give away my lunch money to elderly people and to kids that don't have any lunch money, I go that way. He grew up singing gospel music in a church choir, but it was at school where he found his passion to perform. When you go to class, you sing about God, you recite the Bible before class started. Uh, it was such a respect to the teachers, pupils, and everybody in my school, in my class. I was little, maybe eight, and mom passed. But I was about um, um, 14, 16 when my father passed. But the Lord gave me the power to overcome all those infirmities that are around me. And having my mom, my daddy in my mind, that if I honor them, my life will be extended. I keep on doing that. And your mom and the father, that your days will belong upon this land that our Lord God give it me. When he was a teenager, he moved to Kingston to live with his older brother John. My bigger brother told me, my bigger brother John, told me that he, he, he was the one who called me. Just when I was in the cake, I mean, little baby, you know? Touch me and say, hey, Touch. And from that, that name was on me. And no one didn't know that name until long, long after there's a very great, um, this jacket called Charlie Bobcock. When I came from King, when I came from country, I, I, I met him. He loves the man, I told me. And he, he interviewed me and this word just come out. Toots recalls that his first job was in a barber shop. I was in Trenton and I, I used to be a barber. I learned the trade barbering and I was into a barber shop. And I always, uh, I make my little guitar, um, a little guitar, a little first-string guitar, and I have it all the while, and writing song with it and things like that, and attracting like, anybody pause, they listen to me inside the barbershop. It was during his time working at the barbershop that he met and became friends with Jerry Mathias and Raleigh Gordon, with whom he formed the Matos. One day, Raleigh comes around and listens to me, and afterward, as I, somebody come to trim and I put, put on my guitar and trim them and he said, man, where you come from? I said, I'm from the country, sir. You know, all the country boy, you know? I'm from the country, sir. Got you. Every was elder than me, you know? But I always go with certain respect and, and manners, as you could say, you know? So I always, anyone bigger than me, I always want to honor them, you know? So he said, no, man. You don't have to say, sir, man. It's okay, man. I like I want you to teach me how to sing, you know? And say, okay. So I met him today and met Jerry about tomorrow. And they say the same thing and they take me up their house, on Trading Street, and sit in the, you know, the, and they want Guinea Tree. <laughs> so yeah, man, they want to join me, you know? So I started teaching them. I teach them harmony, I teach them how to write songs, teach them everything. And they teach me how to grow up, you know. 
Thanks to his full-throated vocals, he was often referred to as the Otis Redding of reggae. In 1962, the year Jamaica gained independence from Britain, the Matals were discovered by Clement Cox and Dodd, who signed them to his Studio One label. Over the next 10 years, the Matals released a string of hit singles, including Fever, Bam Bam, and Sweet and Dandy. So, well, after singing, 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 started to sing with Coxon, then we started to sing for um, we sing a few songs for Prince Buster also, sing a few songs for Pattinger, sing a few songs for Duke Reed, quite a, quite, a, quite a lot of people really, we just sing a few songs for them and we don't get no money really, and with those days maybe we get a pound or two pounds, maybe five pounds, and the cheaper Trevor's, and um, Go on like that for a long time until we sing the coxswain, and one day we just say, Why? Why that singing name, you know? Singing name. And everybody say different names, and I say different names, and we're ready to go away now. We just say, Metal, yes, I love me a David. Metal. We just get up and say, love where David, I'm just a metal. That period, however, was not smooth sailing for the group, as in 1967, Toots was arrested for possession of marijuana. And when they tell the lion me about the ganja and I went to prison about it, when I came back out there, I spent some of the time. I didn't spend all the time, because everybody I talked to, they see that um, I couldn't be I couldn't have things like that and give it to the police. They pinning on me and the guy, even the guy that did that to me, told me that he, somebody, I don't want to call the name, told me, told him to do it. Yeah, I just went to the festival, you know. So, um, they planned very well, but they even hurt more than me because I wrote a thing about it. "446" became one of the first reggae songs to achieve widespread popularity outside of Jamaica, introducing many Europeans to the sound for the first time. At the time, there was no name for the beat that was emerging from Jamaica. The word reggae didn't exist, that is, until Toots created it. I was in Trainstone. I grew up in Trainstone. And um, one day, Myself, Riley, and Jerry was sitting down, you know, rehearsing. The, the, the other guy was next door talking to a girl, and the girl was a nice girl, but just for argument's sake, we, are, we always say, Shiggy, you know, in a, in a, just a little vibe. Someone going on, and you don't feel to talk to him, you say, well, he's Shiggy. <laughs> So we just get up and say, well, let's do the reggae rally, come, let's do the reggae here, man. And we just get up and, you know, and we, we just hold the words, just come. It's not really, I didn't know it was going to be like that. Grandmother can do it, grandfather can do it, grandfather can do it. 
The Matos were part of a scene that included soon-to-be legends like Bob Marley and the Wailers, Lee Scratch Perry, Peter Tosh and Jimmy Cliff. And they recorded with everyone from the Scatolites to Prince Buster. Tootsie is great, my father is great, all of them great to me. There's none that is higher than another one. More popular, yes, but to me, as a, as a, as a youth and, and as a person that grew up in the music and grew up with my father and with Toots, the people they are don't lend to that ideology of comparison and where does it, you know, it, that's not who they are. Ziggy Marley. It was competitive and friendly, a golden time, Toots said in an interview with Rolling Stone magazine. Some of the hits created by Toots and the Matals had interesting stories behind them, like the 1970s hit Monkey Man. I was working with Leslie Kong, very good producer, and he told me, Toots, I have a brother and he's very ugly, and I want you to write a song about him. I said, no, Leslie, because he's a big man and I don't want him to hurt me. He said, no, man, he won't hurt you. Uh, just write a song about him for me. But when I approached him, I said, good evening, Mr. Fast, and he said, hey, Tootsie, how are you doing? I said, not bad, sir. I said, well, your brother asked me to write a song about you because he thinks that you are very ugly and everything like that. And I'm free to write it about you. And he said, go write it, man. In 1972, the Matals appeared in the groundbreaking film, The Harder They Come. The Harder They Come was described as a cult classic. And starred Jimmy Cliff as Ivan, a young man who travels to Kingston to seek his fortune as a singer. When Chris Blackwell put me into this film, with Jimmy Cliff singing long time before me, but they made the film like Jimmy just came from country and see me singing in the studio. The Matel song Pressure Drop was featured on the film's soundtrack, which introduced many US fans to reggae, and it was later covered by the group Clash, cementing the Matel's reputation in the UK. Matthias and Gordon, the Matals, retired from music and Toots Hibbert continued as a solo act. He later assembled a new version of the Matals, his band, in the 1990s. Chris Blackwell says, listen guys, you have been recording with Toots from day one and he's on the verge of breaking into the international market, on the verge, just right here. And we need something to push him over the edge. So what we're going to do, you guys who have been recording with him for all these years and all these albums, and you're all going to be one entity and you're going to be called the Matals. And it's going to be Toots and the Matals. Jesse Jackson, former member of the Matals band. Yeah, this is Toots of Toots and Matals saying, Tony, we shot it. and the Matals toured extensively, but made a more high-profile comeback with the 2004 album, True Love. Boasting new recordings of his best-known hits, 
the record featured a host of guest stars, including Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, Shaggy, Willie Nelson, and a host of top performers. When we asked them to do it, each of one of them, they said yes, they will do it. And each of one of them, each of them picked their own songs. It went on to win a Grammy, rejuvenating Tootsie's career. He released a solar album, Light Your Light, in 2007 and hit the road for the Maytel's 50th anniversary in 2012. He described his songs as a message of consolation, a message of salvation. He once said, the youths are going to school and they have to listen to the words. The parents have to listen to the words. God has to listen to the words, so we have to make it positive. For the first time I see in church, and my parents took me to the church with them. It was a Clapham church, you know, Salvation Church. And um, I go loving church, then we, we, we sing about good things at all times. The gospel is in Daddy. It is who he is. When he sings a note, it comes from his soul, his spirit. He doesn't just uh, sing uh, without meaning, he sings with meaning. And that is what the gospel is all about. Genevieve Bailey, daughter of Toots Hibbert. Toots represents a different Jamaica, as against the contemporary artists like Bojo and uh, Beanie Man or Bounty Killer. They're coming out of a different social context. They are like post-80s. Dermot Hussey. After a long hiatus, Toots again entered the Jamaican Festival Song Competition 2020. That Jamaican need to go back in the festival jamboree. Tutswan said, if you sing nursery rhymes, it is nothing. You just blow up tomorrow and the record dies at the same time. But if you give positive words, that song lives forever. Don't be prejudiced. Just be good and be humble and so that you can be strong. Because if you don't do that, it's going to change the world to be a worse place. The popular Rolling Stone magazine called him one of the greatest soul singers of all time in a lineage with Sam Cooke, Ray Charles and Otis Redding. To us, he was the man who gave us timeless festival songs, beautiful ballads, energetic performances and a musical genre that we can call our own. This feature was written and produced by Norman Marsh and is a production of Cool 97FM with content support from BBC Six. I'm Rosamond Brown. That was Remembering the Legends, a reflection and tribute to the icons who played a major part in the entertainment industry. Who will be featured next? Tune in every Saturday at 9.05 a.m. or catch the repeat on Sundays at 1.05 p.m. for more enlightening special features on Cool 97 FM.